Well, hello, Tamu. What's up, girl? Oh, you know, just doing the quarantine thing. Uh-huh. Oh, that's music that's happening? Who's snapping? <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a special guest who can share in our misery this week. Woo! Hey, ladies. What's up? Hey, hey, A-A-Ron. <laughs> hey, Aaron. Oh, my God. Hi, guys. One of our favorite Hi. listeners. Yeah, he started listening recently, and now he's become a super fan and has harassed me to be on the show. And here he is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have been a fan since the beginning. You got me through my very long nine-hour drives up and down the Washington, D.C., DC Washington, D.C. to Maine. So, yeah, I've been a fan forever. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Aaron is my other husband. As you all know, I have three. We're going to say have. I'm the, I'm the beautiful husband, beautiful black husband. <laughs> yes, he is my black husband. You know, Aaron, I have a very serious question for you. Yeah. What are you going to do about TikTok? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Fuck. TikTok is stressing me out so much. He just found it. He's just starting to make TikTok videos of him smacking on his <sighs> husband's titties. And, yeah. Uh... It's hot. <laughs> He's a dill. You're like you're sexually harassing him. <laughs> I love, I love it though. Like he's just like, like the first time I did that, he was just kind of like, just I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's like you know, like giving your puppy like a treat, and they just kind of follow you everywhere. <laughs> and he was just following me, and I was just like, oh, this is gonna be really good. So. I, I get up to the thing and like mm. I knew I could only do one take with him because if I did any any more then he would just go ape shit like no I'm done. So I he was kind of out of the frame, but like his face at the end of it's that hilarious. Was just He's amazing. like, oh my god, did he not know that you were gonna do that? <laughs> no, he didn't. I loved it. I loved it because I like I I'm not a you know I'm not a TikTok dancer or whatever. Like I don't I'm not I don't have time for that, and they're not ready for all this jelly. Mm-hmm. So. But now that the president is getting rid of it, now that it's an enemy of the states, like right. yeah, he doesn't true. want gay it's daddies pumping gay daddies' titties. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe if you superimposed his face on it and made it about him, he'd want it. Mm, of course, maybe. Of course. But not if people are yeah, gonna laugh I, at it. No, everything's political, of course. So does he know the difference between laughter and like? No. Okay. I feel like he doesn't understand it. I feel like he's Carrie, where her mom is like, they're all going to laugh at you. And then she just starts freaking out and like burning people. That's what he's doing. It's more that he just yells at the help on the lawn. Well, we're here to talk about subjects and topics and what we normally fucking do. But Well, I mean, what we've been normally doing is a way of recovery um, these days. Because every week brings joy. Every week is a new and exciting adventure. Um, so for the first thing, this might not be for you, Mallory, but, it, and it might not be for Aaron, if I'm honest. <laughs> Great. Um, but so Mary J. Blige, she is a singer, Mallory. What? No, I didn't know these. Please <laughs> oh my explain God. and elaborate. So Aaron, Everybody my life turned 25 last year and now Mary's dropping like a three, three album ex- extended um, album of my life and so i couldn't believe that shit's 25 <laughs> yeah i saw that on facebook earlier and i was just kind of like this seems excessive and i gotta be very honest see i told I, you 
I was never in love with that album. Like, I really tried. <sighs> I really tried. And, like, I, you know, like, I, most of my friends are white and Mexican, okay, right? So and so, like, Mary J was not mm-hmm. in our purview. Mm-hmm. But, like, I got black friends. So my black friends would be like, oh, my <laughs> God, Erin, you got to peep this Mary J. It is so tight. And, you know, maybe I just, you know, as a 20-year-old, I was just kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't get into this. Like, I don't know what she's talking about. <gasps> so I need to re-listen to it again. My favorite. Do you know how oh, many know <laughs> days and nights I played this song crying because I was so sad and depressed about my own life? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Would you write to this music, Tammy? Yeah. Mary was one of the soundtracks of my young life because she was going through it as we all were except Aaron apparently. I don't know where you listen to Selena. You know what? <laughs> I I love Mary. You know, in fact the album that came after that, mm. Mary, mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Like the Babyface songs are all my favorite. I love Babyface. Oh, so I, I think my life is the, that's the same album that has um I'm going down, right? Mm-mm. I gotta be happy oh, on shit. it. Oh yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I know that song, but I, I don't know any words. Oh my god! You know god. how you go to clubs you... and people are like, they're like hyping up all the songs. They're like, everybody knows all the words. Oh like, I have friends in Florida that are like god. notorious B.I.G. and they know every fucking word. <laughs> and the only thing I know is Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. Can't you see? You know, that's all I can do. And I'm like, fuck! How do I get in here? <laughs> That's so funny because and all Twitter's talking about, at least the people who I'm following, is WAP. That's it. Yeah, I di- I sent you the video today, Aaron. Did you watch it? Oh, the WAP. Uh-huh. I I I got through half of it oh. because I just couldn't. Was it too much for you? And like there was, well, there was a lot of pussy talk. <laughs> lots obviously. of it. Lots of it. <laughs> um, and I wasn't prepared for that. I thought they were gonna maybe sing with acronyms, so it was different. <laughs> That's how men, that's definitely how men rap too in acronyms. I just, okay, so I mean, everyone is like, this song is fire. And I was like, it's not fire. It's really not a great song. No offense to both of those ladies, but it's not a bop. It's really raunchy too. Like, it's just like, and you know, I, I love a good raunchy song. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love a raunchy song, but like, I, it just, it just, to me, it seems like they're tone deaf about, like, this is the song you want to release, like, mm-hmm. right now. That, you know? Yes, exactly. It's like, you know, ladies, honestly, okay, did you get to the part where they put Kylie in it? No. Okay. Everyone no. is losing their shit no. about it. <laughs> Heard about that. Where they're, yeah, they're in the video and they're like, you know, it's the Kardashians. They are so mad at it, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm old. I don't, I feel like, really? Like, okay. But if it was a good song, if it had a good beat or whatever, I would have been like, okay. Plenty of shitty songs that I like, like Doo Brown. It's a terrible song. It's a terrible song, but it's a bop. Oh, so, so. Timu, the, the version you sent me was the lyric video. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize sorry. there was a... Uh, 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 oh, no, I thought I'm, I sent I'm, you the video. I'm... No, no. Oh, I'm my gosh. I need to now. send you the video. Yeah, there's a lot oh, going my. on. Oh, my. You definitely want to see Aaron. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my! I'm, oh my God! I'm watching it right now. <laughs> so have you gone straight? <laughs> A lot of people Not getting feeling and frisky over this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that Jennifer? Oh, no, that's not. That looked like Jennifer Hudson, but that's oh, not. Oh, great. I'm sure she oh. would definitely be in those videos. I, here's what I need to discuss, actually. Why the fuck does Megan Thee Stallion have this video with Cardi B when there is no video I know, for right? I would Beyonce. love to see a Savage video. I know. You know why? Because <gasps> Beyonce is not playing that game in COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. I get it. Oh my, there's some lesbian action going on here and snakes. This is like Britney meets Debbie Does Dallas. Good lord. Wow. There's been a couple of memes about those snakes that are pretty oh good. Oh my god. I just. It's dirty. Oh my. All right, I'm going to have to pause this. This is scaring me, ladies. Are you sure it's not because you might want to just go away for like 15 minutes to jump your husband? You know, no. <laughs> seeing naked ladies does not put me in the mood. I love oh, okay. I love the boobies, but no. Well, at one point, I don't know if you got to that point yet, that um, Cardi's wearing a cheetah outfit with her titties popping out in the middle. Mm. Oh, I didn't get oh, there. I missed that one. Okay. Yeah. But she, she, I mean, she has things covering the nipples. Yeah, but, you know. but still. Oh, my God. That's a thing. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Quarantine is making us go <sighs> insane. That's, I don't believe that at all. This would have happened if there was no quarantine. Yeah, do I you agree. Think that they, is... Do you think that they made this before quarantine? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think, think it was, was greenlit. Before, before Megan got shot, but I think it was probably during quarantine. Because they would have made a savage video, like Aaron said. Right, right. Although, I mean, I could see, like, I mean, just think of the song, WAP is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure a lot of executives are like, ooh, we can't release this, right? And then, boom, Black Lives Matter. And they're like, yep. <laughs> This is cash money. Let's go. So it could have been sitting on the shelf. I don't think so. Like, they made a big kind of to-do about it. They had, like, um, interviews with Cardi and some of the dancers Mm. and stuff like that that they were posting on Twitter today. So I think, like, this was a planned rollout. It doesn't surprise me because I feel like there's a lot of planned stuff going on right now. Like, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of continuous every week. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's a lot of violation every week. Maybe they did, like, the NBA testing or whatever it is where they're, like, testing the dancers every day. Maybe. And Big Brother's back on the air. So they they were in quarantine for 15 Mm -hmm. days or something. So. And then they're like, like, go back into quarantine for the rest of this reality show. I think The Bachelorette's coming back or whatever they're starting to record. So mm-hmm. stuff is stuff. Stuff has to. I mean, we still have how to much, be entertained, right? How much you want to bet? All of the at least like, I'm I'm gonna put money on sixty percent of the bachelorette women are gonna be black. No, you mean of the bachelor of women? Bachelorette's the lady. Bachelor is. The oh, man. I thought you said bachelorette. I'm sorry. No, he was talking about like the lady who's gonna be on the bachelor uh, bachelorette. She's going to be sixty percent black. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I doubt she's it. Gonna be, she's gonna be past that one drop rule. Watch. Although the first black bachelorette, she was actually black. 
Mm-hmm. She was. So, yeah. She was. But now they're going to make the Blatchelor. So, the Blatchelor. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Who cares about that when they're going to have that... Uh, what what was that show that we watched that I really can't remember before because they're doing a second season of it. Love is blind. They're making it. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Since that's how we're gonna date in COVID. No, it's not. It doesn't matter anyway. That's true. People are dating anyway, and they're getting angry at each other because some people are like, "Oh, I don't feel like it's safe to meet up right now," and the men are being like, "You're not gonna suck my dick, then bye." <laughs> Just tell them to watch this like, WAP video. <laughs> there you go. Like that's enough for you. Free porn. Go for it. Oh my god, speaking of porn, like Netflix is getting really raunchy. I don't know what you're talking um, about, Boo. Like I still can't yeah, find well, that love thing that you kept telling me to watch. You can't oh my god. I'm gonna send What are you it talking you. about? Maybe they pulled it off, but like it was What did they I... pull off? Was it like some international porn um, film? It, I think it was God, I wanna say it was it was a foreign film for sure, but it was I have like... seen that a couple times. Love? No, not love. Like, I, there's been like, oh, that looks like an interesting film, and it's porn, oh. and I start watching it, and all of a sudden yeah. I'm like, whoa, are we <laughs> sure this isn't hardcore porn instead? Um, no. So this love is like, I I don't know. It's just like they they have a fucked up relationship, but the first I would say five ten minutes is like legit sex, like porn sex, like Woof. penetration, and coming. <laughs> Like, I was like, whoa, what are we watching? Straight porn. I felt, I felt like I was cheating love? on my husband. Or is it called I Am Love? Because I saw that on Netflix and no. I was like, I don't know. It's called Love, I think. I'll have to look it up. But it was, yeah, it was interesting, um, to say the least. And, and Rich was sitting there with me and I was like, oh, we cannot watch this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mama needs alone time for this one. <laughs> <laughs> not to get into your personal business but do you guys not do that with watch movies together sexual movies um, i don't know like i no i guess we have like maybe we have but um in your courting days yeah not even courting days like i'm i uh, personally i think that sex is very or sex um porn is personal mm-hmm. right and it's just like my thing you know and i mean i'm sure we could watch it together and it'd be fine but we've never needed it let me put it that way oh excuse us (laughs) what a relationship of grossness you guys are your own porn we are we don't make movies america just so y'all know (laughs) you just have good enough memories just that one titty slap and tiktok no, you will not be seeing this shit on the internet. Not at all. Not at all. I just found it. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. Although, I don't know. Is it going to ban you from it? I could probably find it. Oh, that's not it, actually. Ah. Look, they must have taken it down. I wasn't even finished watching it. God damn it. <laughs> on your own time? Yeah. <laughs> I saw the first 10 minutes. I guess that's good enough. Well, go to your nearby adult bookstore. I'm sure it's there. Who the hell's going to a bookstore? Oh, that's true. (laughs) Desperate. If you're desperate. If you're desperate, wasn't Pornhub for free for a while for people during COVID? Yeah, yeah. Did they really? Oh my god. (laughs) That's so awesome if they did that. 
I'm pretty sure, like, because there was a, an article that came out being, like, statistically, like, speaking, they said most everybody is, what they're doing is they're watching porn, getting high, and eating or something like I that. I just was eating. Uh, yeah, I was just so. eating. And sleeping, and then sometimes crying. Well, does that go into our next subject of uh, uh, Obama? Nope. It's going to roll into, so I have been really good in the last, I would say, month where I have not been brought to tears about anything on television. And then I watched this video of the children being arrested in Aurora, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I finally cried again. And I was very angry that I was made to cry because they put babies on the ground like they were criminals. Yeah, that was um, that was hard to watch. That was really hard to watch. And like, I haven't I haven't broken down, but like definitely just like um like what what gets me the most is that okay, so you're in the middle of a racial pandemic, right? And you know, you shouldn't like you shouldn't even like walk out of a bathroom without washing your hands because it can be filmed. But somehow they uh, these cops are standing there and just really seemingly uncompassionate at all which that's what infuriates me and makes me so angry and those babies are just screaming mm-hmm. it just broke my heart it just broke my heart yeah and then i got really angry and then i wanted them to burn in a fire not the children but the police and then i realized that wasn't a good feeling to have but then again, it's like you all should suffer for what you're doing to these children because they're traumatized yep. for the rest of their lives. That six-year-old little girl who is crying next to her sister is traumatized for the rest of her life. And was looking yeah. around so confused, right. like just lifting her head and just being like, I don't understand. Sorry. Yeah. That, what kills me the most is just that, like, well, maybe it's true, right? There is no training that that's very clear so like all of those cops are there all of those cops are there and around those children and the guy towards the end i guess he's like kind of compassionate but not really the one who put them to let them sit up right the one who looked back at the camera and realized maybe we went too far Uh well the issue was that they are trained to do something one way but they're not trained to think critically and determine whether or not okay well maybe we shouldn't subject these children to severe trauma but instead treat them like criminals and it's not it's it's everything it's the fact that they were told a motorcycle was Mm -hmm. stolen and here's a license plate and their reasoning was that the license plate matched Mm -hmm. Also, their car, which is bullshit because they have mm-hmm. different license plates, whatever. The fact that they, like you said, their training is for extremism only. And despite the fact that they say that they remove programs, they're not actually removed. They say that it's not essentially you don't have to have that class of how to choke anymore to be a police officer. But it's an optional class that they can still take. So the reason oh, nice. why they're still doing this shit is because... They can still take it. Well, the reason why they're still doing it is, A, because everything just happened in May and June, and it is now, what, July and August, and also is that that nothing is going to fucking change. No, but I'm talking about, like, this was even in Ferguson, when shit was going down in Ferguson even, and they were changing the laws of things. They were like, we're taking this off. Cops won't be needing to do, but they could do it in their own time. Yeah, okay, but I'm talking about what happened in Aurora, Colorado, this week 
that means that nothing has changed from Ferguson times to now. No. And that's the point is saying like it's like this big group of everything to lead up to this point of every single day. This is what's happening. And now those like you said, those children are now traumatized for life over something that didn't even have to happen at all because they're incompetent assholes. Well, and then apparently there were two women who were also uh, detained. Let's just put it in a gentler form with two small children, like babies in Washington, D.C. last weekend. And they were detained by Secret Service for 45 minutes and they let the kids stay in a hot car with no body to care for them or feed them or make sure that they were okay and take care of them they're looking into that one too they're looking into a lot of shit and doing nothing about it exactly well yeah you're i mean you're you're starting to see the underwear like come to the surface in the form of a video right and like uh i just my my biggest worry is like that we're all becoming numb to this right and that like this is normal and like i'm sure i'm gonna see a tv movie about this soon you know (laughs) and it's gonna be a reality show that's an interesting thought that you say Aaron, because you're saying we're normalizing it and yet is it wasn't it already normal we just weren't aware because right, white right. people weren't seeing it all the time yeah that's true i mean that is true too but i i think too like the other thing is just you know i hope that black lives matter doesn't become pop culture right so it's mm. super cool to like have i i don't know like to have black lives matter on your facebook page or to post a picture like just think just look of like look at like Instagram, right? And how your feeds were flooded with sort of Black Lives Matter stuff. And I remember you guys talking about this too, like you know, um, you know, you're on the wrong feeds or you're following the wrong people if you know your your Instagram's not flooded with this. But you know, like you just feel this sort of regression that's happening, you know, and like in particular when I think about this. Um, uh, these these children in Aurora, like you know, like where's the outrage? You know, there's not they're mm. not getting a lot of coverage. First of all, they're black girls, which in, and in there you go. general haven't gotten a lot of coverage. But like, just like I feel like people are like, well, that's not my problem, you know. And like, okay, we gave Black Lives Matter two good months, and mm. now we're just what? gonna move on. Racial equality hasn't happened. Okay, well, we tried. Right. Right. It just feels so, you know, and it feels different. Even even saying all that, it still feels different, you know. Although, what am I comparing it to? Because, you know, like 1968 to now, of course. But, like, you know, I guess I would assume, like, you know, from Ferguson to now, like, obviously the world is listening and watching. I just hope they keep watching. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't need them to fucking watch. Right. Well, and also, because, Aaron, you have kids. I have two. I have six kids. Yeah. So seeing this sort of shit, you have six I mean, kids. Four are racially ambiguous, but they're black, and then you have two that are black, black. featured children. Yeah. They're all black. Mm-hmm. And how have they been handling all of this? Like, what kind of discussions do you even have? You know, it's been it's different because my I have twins that are almost fifteen. They'll be fifteen next month, and then I have you know, four kids that are under nine, you know, so um, my nine, actually my nine-year-old, you know, he was very interested in it. In fact, the day that, um, what's his face, Um, he who shall not be named, um, cleared the plaza by the church, Mm -hmm. 
I was listening oh, yeah. to the radio on the way home to get milk or some shit. And I, I just burst into the door, just like, I need to turn on the news right now. <laughs> and my son was like sitting there and asking all these questions. And I, I sort of answered them. And then like, I was just really into what was happening. And I just said, honey, let me, let me talk to you later. Because I started to click into the fact that he was like, this was a deep conversation. So, you know, we, he, he made the realization for us. Right. So we've, we, um, really rely, honestly, uh, we've relied on CNN to sort of explain it simply because you mean the kids version. Husband. Yeah. The kids version. I love my husband, but like, he's, <laughs> he's a little literal sometimes. And like, I was just like, let's not try and traumatize our kids. And let's, <laughs> let's just lean That's on CNN and Sesame street. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be like your husband, where I'd just be like, well, right. death right. is happening. That child was running away in 30 shots in the back, which is extreme. Mm -hmm. You don't really need to shoot. You know, I'd be, I'd be right. a terrible mother. <laughs> well, and there's something, I mean, there's a realness to that as a parent, right? Like, but like, I just, you know, I want my kids to be kids, you know? And, yeah. And yeah. It's a hard balance. Yeah, but so I've been reading some articles and some things about parents who are deciding not to have the talk with their black children. Now, have you had to have that discussion with your kids the, with the two we older have, ones? We we have had versions of that talk, you know, so like it depends. Right. But, you know, like many times like, I remember having just as young as like maybe fourth grade you know, explaining to my son that, you know, you can't do these stupid things because you're running with your little white friends, but who's going to be held back and, and caught or shot or whatever. I was like, you have to be smart. You, you know what, you know, what we're, we're expecting of you. So I don't know. I feel like we have, we're George Floyd probably pushed us into a more, um, real conversation, I guess, especially with our teenagers. But they're also old enough to take this all in and they're witnessing it. And so, Mallory, when you ask about like how my kids are doing, I think they're probably more scared of me <laughs> than they are of, you know, what's going around because like it is, um, it has been, you know, and Tambo, you've obviously talked about it as well on the show, but it's just been, you know, just incredibly eye opening and traumatic for me, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I even feel myself like being more emotional or telling them I love them more, you know, and mm. just it's been a re it's been it's bittersweet. It's been really beautiful to just connect with my kids in particular, my my twins, but just a really sad reason opportunity. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the kids are great. They really are. And we, you know, we live in Maine, we live in Portland, Maine. So we're um, um I always say, I feel like uh, every America now knows where the black people are, wherever you are, right? So if you're in Explain Minnesota. Why. Explain um, why in your town they know where you are. Well, first of all, we, we, we hung up some woke signs. It's fine. <laughs> um, you know, we hung up some woke signs. Nothing like uh, oppressive. And your massive, giant Black Lives Matter flag that you have flying. Yes, it's not that. Oh, that one. Oh, so we took that one down because it didn't. It didn't. It didn't fly it didn't right flirt. in the wind. So I had to take that one down. We've had three, Mallory. We've had three flags um, in the past two months. 
Um, and then like I bought these like uh, Black Lives Matter stickers and I've been, I have them posted on my mailbox and like I have a fist on my car. <laughs> so. Did you uh, see? I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, did you see that article that came out of the daughter who um, had put up a Black Lives Matter supportive sign in the window, like painted? And um, a neighbor sent them a letter, like sent a letter in their mailbox saying, um, it's so great that you guys have decided to, you know, be more political. Um, and this is, mind you, a black family. Mm-hmm. And they said, however, you're, there's people who are trying to sell their houses in the neighborhood. <gasps> oh and you are taking down the value of these houses by putting these signs mm-hmm. up. And this is, is this Minnesota where this happened? No, this was, oh. I can't remember where it was. I think it might've been Michigan. Always trying to blame it on here. I'm sorry, Minnesota. I'm so sorry. Oh, we have enough shit for sure. There's no uh, doubt. I wouldn't put it past them, but like it's been interesting too because so we put the signs up and like you know it's the East Coast. People are just kind of like staying in your lane and they're just kind of I don't I don't want to say rude, but they're just like to themselves. Mm-hmm. Period in general. And I can honestly say my own neighborhood. I you know everyone's pretty friendly. Um, there's some there's some people that you know might have some care and potential, but um, well, everybody's pretty friendly. But like I, I feel like I've been maybe a little super hypersensitive about everything too. Like you know I see neighbors walk by and they it it would appear that they don't look at my house or look in our direction if we're outside. Um, so it, I think it could be a mix of yes, there are people that are uncomfortable, you know. And there are, there's a mix of people that are just, you know, East Coast rude. And there's a mix of people that just disagree, you know, so. I think it's valid that you're hypersensitive. Uh, say that again. Personally. I'm sorry. Oh, I said, I think it's valid that you're hypersensitive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think that that's anything to like. I mean, we're right now in a time where I would be hyper aware of mm-hmm. my surroundings. Yeah. So... I- it's really funny though. So like you speak about hyper, uh, me being hyper or me speaking about being hypersensitive, but like, I don't know, there's some bold and blazing, like, like what's up officer, you know, <laughs> when, now you're trying I to step to people. <laughs> right. I'm like, how are you, sir? I like, I keep waiting like at Starbucks or drive through for like a cop to be behind me because I want to buy his coat. I want to buy his coffee, you know, uh, <laughs> But, you know, those are the kind of shit that goes through my mind. Like, you know, I would, I, I, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I definitely want to, um, I ther- certainly feel like we are uh, on display. And, and that might be too. So George Floyd was what, the 25th, the 25th of the Labor- Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know, we kind of stayed close to home, but um, I, I re- remember going to the grocery store and it was probably right before I had like what I would characterize as a breakdown. And um, just like I was in the grocery store and like, fuck, I was like, you are black. Like, you know, like for the first time in my 45 years of life, like I was like, you're black. And like people, it just felt, I felt like people were looking at me and I felt like I felt their, 
many different things. Like I felt their sympathy. I felt them avoiding my eyes altogether. But again, super hypersensitive in that moment, right? But but, but uh, you, I again, I think that's valid because that's you feeling the white guilt. I personally feel that's them not knowing. Because and the reason I say that is because as everything was happening. My mom was asking me, how do I handle, I think a black neighbor moved in the neighborhood and I want him to feel safe. Do I go mm. up to him and start talking to him? Do I start, you know, like, how do I make it so that he knows we're safe? And, you know, and I'm like, most mm-hmm. people just want to fucking live their lives. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's hard to say when these huge things over and then you're, that's what you're feeling mm-hmm. is them being uncomfortable with how do I handle when it's like you just went to the grocery store to buy, fucking buy orange juice. But I don't think it's that. I, I, It's partially that. But I think, too, it's that realization that you are black. You, This is who you are. And this is what mm-hmm. people are seeing and they perceive of you. Not your Aaron. Not your right. a father of six children. Not your right. from Florida. It's this thing first. And that makes everybody's perceptions of you completely change and make you feel differently and puts you in an unsafe Mm -hmm. position. Mm -hmm. I was having this conversation with my Minnesota family today. We were talking about like just walking outside and I was like, I'm not walking out in this neighborhood. We don't have sidewalks. And they were like, well, why wouldn't you just go outside even though we don't have sidewalks? And I was like, I don't feel safe walking anywhere without sidewalks. I don't even feel safe walking on sidewalks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, especially right now. I, I mean, I don't know how it is where I the have city had right cars now. speed up. Not probably here, oh, yeah. but I've had them speed up when I'm crossing the street. And right now in quarantine, definitely happening. I, I don't know if this is like that in Maine where you are, Erin, uh, but people are driving already nuts because they mm-hmm. think they own the road because everything was closed down. So mm. I just think it's extra like i've had to jump out of the way with indigo at times really people are so, oh yeah it's like they don't fucking care right. at all in a neighborhood they're going 50 miles an hour and you're like for fuck's sake there's a school right there right. i know it's closed but this is a school zone mallory we can all be just trying to go get up get in get our business done and get back home as quick as possible <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. So I, I did come to a point where, like, I would send rent to the grocery store. Like, I would say for a solid month, I was just kind of like, I cannot go to the grocery store. It, I didn't really get out. Um, in fact, so George Floyd that that one week, and then we went up to Bangor, Maine, and um, just like it, that was our first outing, and it was just the worst experience for me. Um, just like I didn't want to be. I just wanted to be back home because that was safety. Um, and then like, I just remembered like crying the entire way home, you know, it's a two hour drive and I was sitting in the back of my car just crying and like, you know, I can't even pinpoint it today, but it just, it hurt a lot. And it was just pain. Like I, it was, it was watershed. Like it was like, I could, uh, my mother was born in 1953 and to imagine what they had to go through and all of her siblings and just what they experienced and like the, the times that, like Timbu, like you're saying, like, you know, you are black. This is who you are. And like the times that, that I have had to, well, basically until this point, hide myself under a bushel, you know, and not be my true authentic self self or not. And maybe I am my authentic self. I'm, I'm really hard on myself. But, um, you know, like 
you, there were moments where you could have said something or, you know, confronted someone about something racist or whatever they said, you know, and, you know, I think a lot of people just experience those moments of just like every fucking interaction you've ever had that made you uncomfortable, that made you feel that you were less than you were, you were, you've been recounting all those moments like Uh daily. Well, and let's be real, even thankfully, Michelle Obama kind of made it she put it in really succinct terms and brought it home where she was talking about how she's been feeling. And I was just like, Oh my God, I really, I mean, Aaron and I have been having these conversations for a while now, so we don't feel so alone, but it's nice to know like that big time people feel the same way that we do and that Mm -hmm. we're not crazy. And we, you know, it's valid that for some reason this just hit very differently and very deeply and I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about this, but it just did. And I think it's just a combination of so many different factors all happening at one time where we're just like, holy shit, mm-hmm. this is legit mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, well I, like you, you said, it's probably the heightened also the fact of the quarantine. And mm-hmm. even though we've been lucky mm-hmm. enough to work through it and have you know distractions but most of the people who have been doing the protests particularly it's like i got time and Mm -hmm. when you've got that amount of time of already emotionality and then this bullshit happens i think the reaction was i think people were just ready to fucking pounce and have something to go for if that makes sense i think people wanted to be outside so this just kind of helped them do that (laughs) (laughs) Like, Someone died, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. Wreck some shit. We get out. Fuck this shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think it's a, all that's happened is really a perfect storm. And, you know, even what, even stuff that's happening right now, it's a scary perfect storm because people yeah. are staying home and watching their Fox News mm-hmm. and like reading all this shit and like it's just perpetuating this fear and like you know like it's just it's just a crazy time because you know I think I'm struggling with you know I'm still struggling with George Floyd like let's put COVID aside for a second right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know that's you know we've, we've managed that one I guess right but um, you know I'm still wrestling with how do you even reconcile that? Like, I don't even know if you know this, Mallory, but I literally live two blocks away from where George Floyd was killed. And at the time, oh. we had um, three foster daughters. And um, two, they used to go up to that store all the time. All the time. Right. Um, and so I think that, you know, like, when you think about, like, Tim, like, when you talk about, like, just how you, how this has hit you differently, you know, this time, you know, I, all of those things come into play in my mind, right? That, you know, holy shit, that could have been me sitting there, you know, mm-hmm. that could have been me, um, you know, that was under that guy's knee, you know? So, like, I think that's what made it really real for me and, and really scary just for my kids. How do you guys feel about the fact that uh, they pretty much, we were supposed to be able to vote this November about the MAPD and that they just took that away from us. So it's going to be another year. She, he probably has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, oh. I don't. Yeah, we we lost your, your news uh, after Mr. Floyd was buried. <laughs> <laughs> after the <laughs> seven-year-old like, hey, story. 
<laughs> it was like, okay, everything's done in Minneapolis. There are no more problems there. Uh, well, no, normal. we were supposed to, the city council promised that they were going to reform plans and um, change their money situation. And the, uh, I guess a different group took over that uh, the financial aspect of things, but then they did 10 to 5 on pushing for another 90 days for coming up with another plan, which means we won't get to vote into place about how the MAPD works and being defunded, et cetera, until 2021. So they made it so then we couldn't take action now. So that's not going to be on the ballot for people to vote on in Minneapolis. No. I can't vote for wow. it. I don't live in Minneapolis. No, I don't live in Minneapolis. I, yeah, I, I still really... have an opinion of like being like that's like. Do you think that you're like? Well, maybe we do need to take some extra time to be able to. I, you know what? Absolutely, you know? absolutely. So I'll, I'll give you an example, um, and and uh, I wish Rich was here. Well, actually, I'm glad he's not here because like he would just talk all over me and be like really angry. <laughs> um, but you know, immediately after all this shit happened, so Portland High School they like wanted to remove the SROs from the school. What's an I SRO? Um, secure, I don't know, student resource officer. So they're like contracted popo. Okay. Um, right, right. Which in Minneapolis did take them out of school. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, there was a proposal to take them out of schools and I agree with it. But what I don't agree with is like that they didn't have a plan, you know, once they sort of like got rid of them. And I don't know. Maybe I just have a level of sensitivity that I shouldn't, <laughs> or the fact that my daughter is going to be a, a freshman at that school. But like you know, I, I, I had really mixed emotions about um, whether or not that was a good idea. And you know, it's very, it's been very polarizing. It feels well. I don't. I don't want to say that. It feels polarizing in our in our town. We live in Portland, um, and. Um, they voted to remove the SROs, but there isn't a plan. And, you know, I, I don't know, like it, it's just a tough issue, but I, what I would say is that I think that it makes sense for them to think about how to defund because we're all having a, an emotional reaction to it. Do the, do the officers need to be there? No, like they should, they should fix whatever the fuck that means like right away, whether that's, you know, removing their guns or I don't know, just removing them out of the school altogether or by creating an alternative of like, I don't know, social workers or whatever. It's a complex issue mm. and you're never going to please everybody. But I, 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 I just don't think that it's something that we should sneeze at, you know, like, or just um, not thoughtfully vote and decide on. I do believe in defunding the police, but you know, I, I'm more, I'm in particular, I'm talking about the schools, right? And my kids in the schools. But I mean, the, you just have to think about those things. And, and you know, what's his name is trying to scare everybody. Right. Cause I had the articles that I had been reading about removing them. The reasons why is cause they said, well, they put them in the schools to help with school shootings. To try to help with um, deterring mm. the mass shootings. And they were like. <laughs> like the people who ran away in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like clearly it's not working. Clearly right. what they're there for. And they're like instead what's happening. Is that they're getting kids in trouble for having cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And you know these petty little things. And mostly it's 
kids of color and black kids mm-hmm. who are who are getting these things put against them, which is also not good. And like you said, if they do get rid of officers, the money could instead be put towards the social workers and stuff mm-hmm. and the people who are placed to be able to help with that. Like, I guess the main lesson maybe people are finally learning this year, in my opinion, is that you can put laws in place. That doesn't stop people from fucking do- doing shit. Right. You know, like, I remember in high school, one of my history teachers was saying, no one can murder. You can't murder. And I said, yes, you can. And he was like, no, you can't. And I said, then why are people doing it? I said, you can do whatever you want. You just possibly have to face the consequences of your actions. And he was like, oh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. And I was like, if that were the case, we wouldn't have murder. We wouldn't have you know people doing shit speeding if it weren't impossible but the issue is is people think i mean that's how i thought i thought the racism was ended because i learned in fucking my class with a whole bunch of white kids that oh wow we put all these laws in place that segregation isn't a thing anymore it's like no Mm -hmm. just because there's a law does not mean true well i think that that's been the issue for centuries right it's just kind of like sure so slaves were and i'm using quotes emancipated so yay slavery's over it's free (laughs) no (laughs) you know (laughs) then it was you know jim crow and then it was civil rights acts and then you know we got to finally being able to vote properly allegedly and then it was oh we have a black president so racism doesn't exist anymore let's get rid of all of the laws that we put in place to protect people fallacies do you guys ever feel some days that you're you're like trudging in mud like like freaking atreyu and his horse in the swamps every day uh-huh it is definitely like it's been really overwhelming just to think about like all the shit that is that racism is ingrained in like you know i've heard the term systemic racism probably for you know my my whole life but like i think we're starting to really see what that truly truly means means. right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you know things from like um you know this whole like post office shit that you know Mm -hmm. he's defunding and like just like the voter suppression in general but just like just the way in which your system is set up and it works. I've, I've watched some really great documentaries. Please don't ask me to quote them because I have no idea which ones they were. I'll tell you later. Um, <laughs> we're a legitimate podcast. Um, but um, I, um, it's just been really eye-opening, right? And how many facets of society, systemic racism lives, and in, in including the companies that we work for. Mm-hmm. You know? How and, has work been for you, Erin, considering uh, Temu telling her tales? You know, it has been, it, it has been interesting. So, you know, we, uh, I'm probably not going to go into this, but. <laughs> That's fine. And you can sidebar if you need me yeah. to move anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. It's actually been okay. Like, I just, um, oh, God, my phone, my watch is beeping. Sorry. Um, it's, it's actually not been okay, actually. You know, it has been tough, actually, the first month, you know, first few weeks afterwards. It's just really tough to work. And I, I 
ended up taking some days off just because it was super duper heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and our company has been okay with it. They've been, um, so they called a meeting immediately. Um, obviously they're, they're located in Minnesota and when Philando Castile died or was killed, was murdered, mm-hmm. uh, they mm-hmm. said nothing, you know, and a lot of companies no. mm-hmm. said nothing. <laughs> um, nope. And then, you know, George Floyd happened and I was just like, we have to hear something. And so, you know, we have this like little meeting, they spent 30 minutes and I brought the only black executive (laughs) there to like testify, frankly, (laughs) Um, but it was really like, I mean, it was great that he was there because I really and truly love him. Like he's a great leader. But, like, you know, he told part of his story, you know, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, you know, like, holy shit, like that hit home to me. Um, But it was that meeting and um, there hasn't been much else after that. Like in my organization, I can tell you that um, we had a town hall meeting, you know, just a regularly scheduled town hall meeting. And it was an hour long call. They spent five minutes on what they're coining as diversity and inclusion. Mm. Um, And it was led by a white woman. So that speaks volumes to the society, right? Um, What do you mean? That's diverse. She's (laughs) a woman. (laughs) Right. She's a white woman. Um, So they spent five minutes on that. And it was literally her reading a script and showing us a video. And I just thought, like, everybody... Did she cry? Did she get choked up while she was... No, not at all. (laughs) Like, not at all. Can't Uh, even fake it. Right. But, like, you know, I think a lot of these companies are getting choked up on diversity and inclusion, and that's not it. Like, that's bullshit. You know, that's not the problem. They're they're, they're trying to... It's much like pride. They're trying to jump on the wagon Mm -hmm. to try to be like, we don't want to lose you. So they want to... Enough that they care, not enough that it's mm-hmm. going to cause a stir. Exactly. And they're worried. I mean, like, truthfully, you know, uh, let's be honest. Black people empl- are employed in a lot of these service industries, whether it's corporate or whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, Starbucks on the corner. Black people work for these corporations. And so they're yeah. trying to protect their interests because they they know, you know, and like everybody I'm sure has had this like, holy fuck, like what the fuck did I say to this black person or whatever, you know, like everybody's having those moments and be, truth be told as I'm having those moments <laughs> myself. <laughs> well, the funniest part to me, like you mentioning that uh-huh. them being like, Oh, what did I say to this person? Stuff. It's like, Oh, now you're being aware. Cause I guarantee you every black person has a tally mm-hmm. kind of yeah. of every moment. Yeah. I got yeah. a Karen folder. Yeah. Sure do. <laughs> but yeah it's just i mean it's really uh, work has been fine i guess and like i guess i'm grateful that you know i had worse work to be the diversion because that didn't stop it hasn't stopped since covid um and so you know at least i had that as a diversion but you know it it's been incredibly hard like you know personally like you know I just, I feel like I checked out for the, probably the last two months on my, on my husband and my family. Right. And like, just, he was propping us up, you know, while I just, you know, I needed to sort this out and it's not even sorted out yet, but you know, days are better than they were previously, but you know, it's a lot to, to be strong for your kids. And, and, and I don't have to be, I guess, but I don't know. Like I, 
there's so much that I'm dealing with personally and then to have to elaborate and sort of expand on that whatever I'm feeling with my children is probably you know not a discovery they're interested in right now but it's fine <laughs> it's fine so last thing to round out our fun and robust discussion is uh, this curious thing that's happening out in these streets where underground COVID clubs are popping up all over the country. This has been since the beginning. Yeah, but I mean, now they're a little bit more prevalent since people is dying as a result of going to these dumbass clubs. Stupid asses. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, like at this point to me, I mean, I don't know how old these kids are, if it's a club sort of thing. To me at this point, it's like you're full grown ass adults. We've been here for two months or whatever. I don't have sympathy for no, those who are purposefully going to a COVID party. It's their rights. Or a campaign rally. Can I just say, like, okay, let's let's put some minor things aside, like life and death or whatever. <laughs> don't you feel like, damn, I wish I was at least in the know of these parties? No. Aaron? Um. See? <laughs> <laughs> it's you nice know, to be that... in with the cool kids right you i don't mean have to go. i guess like if you know if let's say let's say i was 20 something and hot as fuck and sexually frustrated and <laughs> unmarried and just have needs i might attend one of these parties i'll be very honest but I'm neurotic and nervous about people. Like, I don't even allow Rich to, like, bring shit home. Like, I need to know how that was made. Like, that's that's my question. So I think that th those those things would kick in for me, and I'd be like, nope, I'm going to stay at home, watch some porn. I don't know. <laughs> I myself. <laughs> There's plenty. I get the whole needing to touch whatever thing, but... I just, it, this, everything about this just baffles me. Like, it just baffles me. Like, what are you doing? And like, I don't know. are you that, like, I've perfected how to drink at home and it's fine. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I yeah, don't but understand. but it's not, you know, in the C, B, scene to be seen scene. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I think it's all about the being seen to be seen sort of a thing. And in the article that I sent you guys from The Gothamist, it's more of like these Upper East Side rich white people. Who don't think they're going to be affected. Don't think that they're going to be impacted by this at all, that they're just out here doing whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. But I can't even say that because even in California, they are shutting down these like big houses that people are renting like airbnbs yep. or whatever to do the same thing and when they were showing the clips of these people on tv they was black mm -hmm. yeah i remember one from florida like a couple weeks ago where they were having like some fucking covid party in the streets and like every time i see the news mm -hmm. and hear this i i say a silent prayer i say lord jesus please i know right don't let them be black like, if it's somebody was shot, I'm like, Lord, please let them be mm -hmm. white. Let them be anything but a black mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. um, so this girl, I don't know who, I, I'm going to coin her as Tatiana, was, like, <laughs> twerking in the streets. Oh, and, shit. like, like they, that's what we saw here in Maine, like, was just, like, this <laughs> black girl twerking in Atlanta or something. And I'm like, fuck, black people, no. We don't need to give them fuel for this fire. 
no, let's just let them die from COVID. We already died enough. You know what I mean? Right. Like, come on. I remember from the beginning, I said that, and I was like, this is horrible. I know they've tried mm-hmm. to do it with gay people. I know they've tried to do it with, you know, races of all kinds, but also just mm-hmm. take these motherfuckers and put them on an island and let them kill themselves mm-hmm. with spreading their So what their you're COVID saying, shit. it should be like Love Island COVID edition where they just Hot. Have- Hot. <laughs> Let's fuck till we stop breathing. No ventilator this time. Yeah. <laughs> Is that no, the hashtag on the motto? On the little tagline? No ventilator right. this time. Right. No, no ventilator. I see you for you. <laughs> Bear air. They'll call it B A R E air. <laughs> They breathed a lot, so few could breathe a little. Right. Ugh, I just yeah, I. That was very interesting too. Um, oh shit, I lost my point. Never mind. It'll come back to me. We talk about this, I think, every single episode, where it just it baffles my mind that anyone, not only that this is happening, but that people just, just the not wearing a mask. I mean, look at that article that you showed us before, Tamu, about the man spitting Living on the on child. The oh my god! <sighs> like <sighs> we had, we've had that. We had the man who was drunk and slapped that woman, that Nazi Trump dude who is uh, belligerently walking in the uh, saying that he was a white supremacist. He's like, "Where's Trump? Get oh. him on the phone." And then yeah, just yeah, completely yeah. black back slapped that woman. Oh, sad. Um, I see that. Oh, like it was like he has a wife and he definitely beats her type of shit. Oh, of course. Mm. And it took. I think they had seven men who, after that happened, they tackled him to the ground and like held him down because mm-hmm. he was just. It was insane. It's, it's baffling, <sighs> like the license that people now have to sort mm-hmm. of like put this out in the open and like you know balls to the wall like from karen's to like kevin's i guess darren you know, like like what the fuck like i, I want to know uh, well so similarly right so tumblr and like a lot of these platforms have well tumblr in particular like they have like nudies right, right. So, like if you know you're going to be filmed and like like i want to know what do you do during the day like what is your day job that you can like, you know, show your dick on TV or like oh punch a black woman or a Black Lives Matter protester and think that no one will see it and you'll get away with it. It's just because baffling they've been doing to me. it for years. Mm-hmm. And like, look what's happened anyway. Fuck it. They still haven't arrested and tried the people for Breonna Taylor's murder. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mallory, let's just stop right now. Yes, they have. Hello. Wait, no. <laughs> I was literally sitting here thinking I just need to mail in my black card like right now because I have no idea what you're talking about I was literally licking the envelope oh my holy fuck a bitch could dream. <laughs> Rest in peace, Brianna. I'm so sorry. Oh. But girl, I was like really <laughs> Michael like, Jackson in myself like, right now. I didn't see that. <laughs> that was real oh. dirty. Mm-hmm. Real dirty. 
She does that I shit will... all, to me all the time, by the way. That's horrible. <laughs> I will say this. I want to say this, that, oh my God, guys. It's hard. Have you it's been hard smoking? doing a podcast. It is, because like you just get, you're here, you're trying to listen to everybody and you're like, fuck, what the hell did I? Ugh. Yep. Just, yeah. I wow, know. We've gotten so much it better than McDonald's. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. So like, what really gets me the most about like COVID in particular with people of color and like i really hope black people can see this like i hope we're smart enough to know that right now black people people of color we are political football right so look at this shit with joe biden you know mm. joe he just can't shut up whatever <laughs> but also look at this like you know how they in the news are like you know black people are disproportionately you know affected by covid and blah 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 but like it almost has a double, it has a negative effect on the black community, right? Like, because they're always seen in this light of just not being able to help themselves, which, you know, perhaps maybe that is the light that we need to shine. But like, I don't think that's the the perspective that the media is giving, right? They're, it's, sex, it's a sexy story to them and it's politics, right? Mm -hmm. And how are the politicians going to react to this? Well, like, right, they're really not providing solutions about it. Right, exactly. And, like, you even have companies now that are, like, you know, oh, my my company in particular, you know, we're, dead, we're you know, pumping money into the community, blah, blah, blah. Well, why, why weren't you doing that before? Right. right. Well, because it didn't matter before. Because they were, I mean, it's just much like how stores are doing with COVID. Mm -hmm. where it's you know like i said on a couple episodes ago where i was super pissed off at costco who in the beginning was very firm you must be wearing a mask and suddenly it's ooh, we could be losing some money so mm -hmm. now you don't have to tell us why you don't have to wear a mask right and so it's like they're more it's just like the whole pride thing where it's for one month they pretend mm -hmm. they're all about gay people right. all about the lgbtq community and then it's like the month is over and rainbows off all of the product right mm -hmm. like juneteenth hello oh my yeah. gosh what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck uh, oh by the way there is a, a little under and my uh, where i work right now where they said we have a long overdue where martin luther king day will be a day off now for work it'll be a considered a holiday <laughs> oh my day God. Congratulations. And I, was like, I I sure I sure have been talking to my black colleagues and just like we say silent prayers like girl when they gonna put out that Juneteenth announcement? Yes, that's what I, <laughs> when my friends sent it to me I was like and now what about Juneteenth? I right. haven't seen a Juneteenth announcement where I work at either, but yeah. I mean they did have racism day, so I was gonna say right. you're yours is kind of above and beyond. Light they years to, ahead. Right. They get to they check are, off every box. They really are going above and beyond over there. Like. Light years ahead. Light years ahead. Oh, my. But, you know, like, people are just like, I think that's funny, too, because, like, they're just all fucking it up, right? Yeah. Like, there's, you know, they're just like, honestly, like, what it appears to be is, like, you're protecting your interests. Whereas, you mm -hmm. know, we... Again, it's another situation where no one's going to be satisfied because we're like, motherfucker, say something. Like, this is your time. Where do you stand? This right. is your time. Where do you stand? How many right. people have we canceled because we didn't see all because of whatever reason? Um, I'm no longer able to eat Goya. Right. And that's right. really sad for me. Correct. But, you know, we're cancel culture, right? And, like, 
I've never been a canceled type person, but I feel like it's really important because the black and the minority dollar is incredibly important right now. It's valuable. And I think mm-hmm. that people need to really be aware and understand it. And I think that the only thing that we have in terms of a weapon to fight against stuff is our money. That's mm-hmm. our power. So our little yep. bit of coins that we have. No, I'm not going to give Goya my coins. I, I love Malta, but I'll drink mm. a port instead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's okay. Um, we have a b- bunch of Mexican bean products here in Minnesota. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Some might argue that Mexican is better, but that's a whole that's other you. show. <laughs> that's a whole other show that we're not going to alienate nobody from it, okay? I was pre-married, so I, I'm a fine connoisseur. So anytime mm. y'all want to do like a Cinco de Mayo episode, Ay! I'm on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, black again. It's okay. <laughs> My husband gets scared when we go to when we go to uh, Mexico. I mean Texas. He gets scared because he knows. He's just like fucking become like a, a cholo. With... <laughs> but anyway, our money is valuable. That's the only yes. power that we have, and I don't mm-hmm. want to call it cancel culture. I'm just going to choose to use my dollars somewhere else. Because yep. you don't have the same values and the same moral code that I have. So therefore, I cannot support you anymore until you realize that what you're doing ain't right. Mm-hmm. For your own people, Goya. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. What They're the from hell? New Jersey. What the hell? Come on. I love me some adobo. Fuck! Hey, <laughs> pero you're going to be okay. Just make your own. Then you can sell it. Uncle Aaron's adobo. Okay, you know. Mm-hmm. No, it's a business opportunity, maybe, right? Hey, listen, we have to try to figure out our side hustles in this time where our faces are important. You know, I hustle in these streets. I, honestly, I want to sell Black Lives Matter signs all up and down <laughs> my neighborhood. Do it. For, for like $20. $20. I'll even put it in your yard. My friend Kelly sent me this picture because we were talking about like stuff that's going on in her her neighborhood of uh, Lionel Lake Circle Pines area in Minnesota. And she was like, I'm literally driving down the street and she shows me this picture. And one side has she's like the Trump signs are going up in the neighborhood. And I was like, "Uh oh. And so then there's like a sign with like Trump and like American flag. And then literally across the street is a Joe Biden 2020 sign. Oh, my God. I, I am very curious about that. Like, so I've, I mean, I see Black Lives Matter signs pop up in, in yards in our neighborhood. One, two, two, maybe three in our neighborhood. Like, is there just like this explosion in Minneapolis? Do you guys know? Like, are people just posting them everywhere now? I think it depends on the neighborhood. I mean, Tim is in White Town, so I would mm-hmm. say no. Okay. Um, in my area, Yes, but I would they're say already when I, sort of were. We're driving when I went to Hillary's part of town, which is South Minneapolis as well. They were all over the place as well, but they've been up forever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, All Lives Matters and all kinds of crazy like rainbow signs were up long before yeah. any of this was going on. So, yeah. And then my area, I would say like the only thing that I've noticed besides the BLM and then the because Pride. So that brought up more signs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two houses that have that stupid uh, blue lives matter oh. flag. Mm-hmm. The one where Ugh. it's the un- the 
United States flag, but then they changed all the colors and made one straight blue. Oh. There are two houses that have that that I've been like, ugh. Yeah, I haven't mm. driven around lately in my hood. Although I did drive around the other day. What am I lying? I haven't seen any signs. But when we first moved here, and that was like 2016, you know, right before the election, there were like our neighbors a couple of houses away had like a Trump sign and stuff like that. And a couple of neighbors further down this, you know, had like their car was emblazoned full of Trump paraphernalia as well as like AK-47 decals. Oh, nice hot so i haven't seen that i haven't seen any of that pop up yet i was i was just gonna say i gotta catch myself sometimes because you know i'll be scrolling through amazon and like i'm like oh that would be a cute bumper sticker for my car or like oh that's a cute flag <laughs> like i'm trying to like do it in moderation so like you know no, you you are literally going to sticker flag crazy I, it is true. I was gonna say, are it you gonna true. be like the the Portland van where this it just has car is just gonna and... literally be like wrapped? In... I think we're done. I think we're done. That's <laughs> <laughs> very tempting. I just, you know, yeah. I just, I need them to know. Consensus then is that we're not going to go to underground COVID club. Yeah, I I'm gonna pass. It's a hard pass for me. Like unless there's like something in there I need to see, like. For instance, Tamu, if it were um, Piranha Nightclub, I'll be there. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Piranha in Las Vegas. Oh, my God. Love you guys. Uh, I just don't think any of it's worth it. Like, maybe it's because I've been keeping up with the stories a little bit more. But when I read these stories of the people who get it and their personality changes mm -hmm. and psychotic drugs aren't even helping and they have to be strapped down to their beds and the people who oh can God. barely breathe and yeah there's these all these side effects from people because one of the first symptoms of covid that they're doing is they're giving people um for blood pressure stuff for blood thinners mm -hmm. because their brains are swelling and it's causing if they don't get it in enough time because of the swelling of the brain it's causing psychotic episodes within people oh yeah Melly, but isn't that just older people like young people i mean like your age and below you're, you're totally fine right yeah 26 is old now right yeah um 26 <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just super like it's just to me when i read these things it's I don't know. It just, it kind of reminds me of like, if you found out that you're probably statistically otherwise, but like, if you were to say, Hey, if you were to do this thing and do you have a 20% chance of dying if you do it, but 80%, would you do it? Like, I, I feel mm -hmm. like that's how, you know what I mean? And it's right. like, when you do certain things, it's like where's the line and I kind of brought this up with Tamu maybe a little bit maybe we didn't talk about it but like I've seen more and more people as quarantine's been going on of people making exceptions for things of what makes it worth getting COVID for mm -hmm. well yeah like my like I know someone who someone came to visit from a very high populated area to another high populated area and then they were leaving again didn't get tested at all until they left and then they're like well hopefully you didn't get anything but until we get the results i'm gonna go off and go camping and i was just mm -hmm. like this none of this makes sense to me but mm -hmm. like to them it was like well it was worth the chance to them because they loved this person and they were like it's worth it so what's where's the line 
for every yeah, person. But I think also too, like people are really having those conversations, right? Like on an individual basis too. Like, so for us, like our sphere of, you know, people that we sort of gather with or where if we go somewhere so i have a friend who owns a restaurant and so like Mm -hmm. they do like trivia night so i'm trying to support his business and they do it outside Mm. but you know like we're being precautionary right but like you know like for me as a parent as a father and i think about my kids who are just fucking tired of listening to me yell at them and tell them to go outside Mm -hmm. and ride your bike and whatever like we're making alternative plans right like you know but I I am being responsible. I feel like we, as all of our group of parents, are being responsible by just simply, you know, like, we have an agreement. Like, if you, something happens or if you go into, like, a crazy COVID situation, you know, like, then let us know. So, like, but you have to keep those circles small. And I think a lot of people are starting to figure that out or trying to figure that out, you know, because, you know, for parents especially, it's hard. But I would never go to, like, you know... An underground. Right. Yeah. That that's just like the Sturgis thing that's happening. What oh, the Oh yeah, fuck? that was the other thing I wanted to talk about was Sturgis mm. coming. Like why? Because they don't think that anything's gonna happen to them. They're going to South Dakota where pff, it's a free bastion to be stupid and reckless, and then they're gonna go back to their individual states and populate and create more COVID spikes. All right. And I just feel like Like, to me, like, so I was, I just, of course, this is the way the media works, right? So it just bubbled up in the past couple days. But, um, you know, they were interviewing, you know, folks in the town. And, you know, there's, they're expecting 250,000 people. And the town voted against it. But they're still continuing. So, like, that just tells you, like, the amazingly, the amazing disregard for life. Mm -hmm, Period. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, period. Like, you are going to risk everything. You're going to fuck every- someone's life up just to go ride your fucking motorcycle. Yep. Yeah. You know? That's their line. That's why I'm like, I... That's what happens when a government doesn't come through and say, this is what has to happen. If you don't set down any mm-hmm. rules, everyone's going to come up in their mind with their own idea of what is okay or not okay. Yeah. And then now we're in this place where someone's spitting on a fucking child's face, ripping yeah. off their mask. Mm-hmm. Tamo, I was going to ask you about that. Did you do, um, I read the story and it was pretty vague personally, but like it didn't really say, you know, was this a white man doing this no, to a white didn't. child or... It didn't say. We probably would. It probably would have made the news if it was yeah. a white man doing it to a black child or a yeah. person of color. Mm-hmm. I would hope so, because that's in my mind. That's how I read it. Is that sad? That <laughs> mm-hmm. it was a white mm-hmm. man doing it. To, I was like, yeah. Just the audacity. It's just. It's crazy to me. Like, just like it seems so natural. And like, okay, yes, you're inconvenienced for a while, but. You're but we're inconvenienced with so many things all the time. We barely we have to get naked to go on a plane now. True. We still have to drive a certain limit to drive down the highways. We get stopped at certain times of the year because you're not supposed to be drinking and driving. Mm. I mean, there's mm-hmm. all these rules that we follow that we are okay with. I don't understand why this is a huge, huge deal. Um because it's my right. Because it's their rights. Mm-hmm. But all of these things are our rights. So technically, then I don't have to get undressed to go on a plane. Oh, no. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the funny part of it, too, is I was kind of asking these questions on my Twitter earlier because I, I don't know. And I'm genuinely curious. Like, 
how many people resisted the seatbelt mm-hmm. when that right. came out. You know, because they didn't have it forever. And then mm-hmm. when it happened, it was like, and then they made that a law. And I remember, I think it was my teen years when I started driving that they said that front seat people had to wear it, but back seat people by law didn't have mm-hmm. to. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking like, but if you're in an accident, I don't mm-hmm. understand. Well, yeah. Backseat I mean, people get a choice. Like, it's fucking weird. Yeah. I tell it you, my grandmother still doesn't life. believe in seatbelts. And she was driving up until like two years ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's like, it's the weirdest things that people are just because they're used to it. Right. I'm used to it. I'm used to not having a mask on my face. So it's my right not to have one. But if I'm not going to, if I'm going to save someone else from getting sick because I don't know I'm sick. And if I know that I killed somebody, I'd feel awful. Mm-hmm. I, I see. That's the thing. Wear ha- wearing a seatbelt doesn't save anybody's life, but your own. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they still won't wear a seatbelt. Like that to me is bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's just really like, like you're really, you're really fucked up in your head or like so stuck in your own I don't know, version of the truth of what is right and what your rights are and just complete disregard for the people around you. Just, it just, just, it makes no sense to me. I was watching something, I think it was either this morning or last night since every day blurs together, but it was um, a doctor, (laughs) I think it was in a county in Ohio or in Indiana and they had just issued a mask mandate in these particular counties this past month and they showed the difference between just in the month in the covid cases from the people in the counties that didn't wear a mask and the ones that did and they showed legit showed the disparity in the facts that if you do wear a mask the virus goes down Mm -hmm. and if you don't wear a mask it goes up but they're looking at it as lies or you get the crazy fucking people who are like jesus is in my blood and when jesus is in your blood you can't get sick i saw that crazy fucking video (laughs) i know (laughs) and you're like okay well jesus says you're dead right it just doesn't okay well i sent you guys this new quiz that's going around on twitter and it takes maybe like three to five minutes it's supposed to be so it's supposed to be the most true what character are you oh god oh, like no. the most true and the reason why they say that is because um several people like help so they put like the pictures up of different characters from different movies, shows, that sort of thing. And then they help vote what they think it is. And so it makes it more accurate instead of just one person coming oh, up God. with it. It's like thousands of people determining what this is. Are we doing this now in live? Yeah, in do it live. Okay. I'll like edit the, out you guys doing it. Are we it, doing the recommended? Um, did, that's up to you. I did the recommended. Okay, I'll okay. do the recommended. They, they said I've, it would take two minutes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've done mine already, and I did it twice, so and I got the same person. Oh, so. shit. I think I fucked up on the first question. God. <laughs> Just exit out question? and go back in. Next. They're all the same questions. So. Okay. I've had, like, three <laughs> beers. That's it. Oh, am I politically incorrect or edgy? I get it. Okay. I'm going to say 84%. <laughs> quarrelsome or warm? Anyone? Anyone? I'm not quarrelsome. No, I'm quarrelsome. 
nerd I'm, or I'm a, a jock? I'm a little bit in the middle. What about the fancy people? Fucking spicy. Corporate or freelance? <laughs> Efficient or overprepared? Exuberant, motherfucker. Ooh, experimental. Yes. All the way 100. Yes. <laughs> Rock or preppy? <laughs> Is this a sex test? I'm I down. know, right? <laughs> Ooh, this know. is hard. Sleepy? Sleepy. Nerd or 100%. jock? I'm neither. <laughs> Hunter or gatherer? You can keep it at 50. I think that helps. Exuberant okay, yeah. or subdued? Spicy. Hello. Caliente. Hey, Caliente. Hey, Oh my god, I, I like hope my husband's snoring upstairs. And practical. He's be so I'm not narcissistic, <laughs> but I'm leaning towards low self esteem. Ooh, I match with Salvatore Romano from Mad Men. <laughs> I've never watched that show. Me either. Scroll down and it should say full match list. You have to click on it. Show. Okay. Um, Fez is number three. From that 70s show. <laughs> uh, who's number two? I don't even know. Guyen? Guinan? Julian from, from Star Trek Next Generation. Says I'm a 92% Oh, at least match. this would be Goldberg. A 92% with who, Aaron? The best match between the self-assessment. Oh, I think I need to select something. I don't know. You're going to have the number one that says, like, this is your number one match. And then if you scroll down a little bit past the graph, it'll say full match list. If you click on it, it brings up your list. Mm, I'm Addison Montgomery from Grey's Anatomy. Yes, bitch. <laughs> Kurt Hummel from Glee. Luna is number 17. <laughs> Phoebe, I guess. <laughs> you guess might be might. able to tell me this one, Mallory. Anara Sarah? From Firefly and Serenity? Oh, Anara. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so all of mine are Grey's Anatomy. That's, That's weird. cool. <laughs> oh, my God. I've, Christina I've... Yang, Meredith Grey, Alex Karev, Miranda Bailey, Derek Shepard, Izzy about Stevens. So you're just at Grey's Anatomy? Is that who you are, Erin? Yeah, I guess so. Mine are super diverse. Well, let me see. Mine is bad. too, sort of. So, like, I have a 95% match for my first and second place. My first is Elizabeth Bennett, and my next is Tasty Jefferson from Orange is the New Black. Mine is Crazy Eyes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Crazy Eyes was number 20, and Michael Scott is number 30. <laughs> oh, my God. You are not Michael Scott. I am not Michael this Scott. Correctly? I did. Tyrion Lannister is number 47. I think that makes more sense. Carrie Bradshaw is 50. Ooh, I'm at 80% math for crazy rich Asians. Huh. This is hilarious. Mm -hmm. I know. I just thought it would be something fun for us to do to be like, if we're going to do a character, because they've been doing this since my fucking college days of who are, what grain of rice are you? Like, Oh, I'm also 77% Timon from The Lion King. Oh, a lot of people seem to be getting that one. I didn't get him. So my top five are, I don't know who this Salvatore Romano is, the chick Whoopi Goldberg's character from Star Trek The Next Generation, Fez, Alice Cullen from Twilight, 
Klaus Hargreaves from uh, Umbrella Academy, and then Go Pike Lane from Crazy Rich Asians. Who is this? Oh, I got oh, that my one God. too. It's um, what you, it's what you call it. Um, uh -huh. help me with her name right now. It's our friend from Queens. A A. It starts with an A. Aquafina. Oh, you're talking about Aquafina. Mm -hmm. I got Rachel. Sense. I got Rachel too. Oh, <laughs> That's well, number twelve. That makes sense. <laughs> But then, yeah. What were your top five then, Erin? Um, so I canceled out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> were you disappointed or were there a they lot of them? They were all Grey's like, Anatomy characters. Well, it was like weird characters that I didn't know. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, I I'm really horrible with like remembering characters and like their, their story in a movie. Except for Breaking Bad. Because like. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to cook something. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> well, I mean, there's shows on here like uh, apparently I'm Raven Rays from the 100, which I've never seen. No. Yes. Yeah. So. A lot of like, random shit. Right. But like there's other people on here that I'm like, like if anybody ever watches Firefly or Serenity, like Zoe Washburn, like that's pretty cool. I totally yeah. would be a Zoe. No, but I got Maeve from Westworld, and I was like, yeah. She was my favorite characters. I can't believe I got Lady Sybil. That's funny. <laughs> Why do people choose to have children? Um, you you tell me. You, you, you ultra chose. Because it wasn't just like a let's get pregnant type thing. It was a I am going through this entire adoption right. process. You like double down I didn't on the choosing of children. I, what are you talking about? I, I like sextuplet i don't mm -hmm. fucking know triple down <laughs> yeah oh, did. aaron before we go you have to tell us what rich did to make you mad this oh, is true what do you do oh yes <laughs> i already forgot i, I want to make sure i can get some sex tonight um <laughs> what gonna wake him up um maybe um so oh i know what it was so um, it, it's with my hyper super hypersensitive theme and there's this woman that walks around here and she literally turns her head away from people like as they go and i don't know if it's just me or if it's everybody oh no it was definitely just me because she was talking to this white lady with her dog earlier in the street but like rich and i were riding we went for it was kind of romantic actually we went for a little bike ride for for two rounds around our neighborhood mm. twins watch the kids but so this Karen, I was just like, so we passed her. She and you know Rich, he's from Iowa. He got to say hi to everybody. So and I'm just like, why the fuck are you saying hi to these people? Like they're just assholes. So this in particular, this Karen person, he's like, he said something. When I said, I was like, that's Karen for real. And he's like, shh, you guys, like you don't know her. And I was like, you know what, motherfucker. This bitch walks by my house every single day and avoids my eyes. Like, I'm pretty sure I know her. He likes to make excuses for, like, just, he just, it's just who he is. Like, he's Midwestern that way. Like, he just, you know, tries to find the good in people and assume positive intent. And I'm having a real fucking hard time with that right now. Mm. So, like, he was, um, so we were riding around and he, he tried to change his subject. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to ride my bike now. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> But I was just like, oh, I, I could punch in your dick right now, but I didn't. It's a true, it's a hard to get out of that Midwestern mindset, by the way, the uh -huh. whole like, 
positive intent. Like I've had people yell at me saying, why do you keep protecting this person who has harmed you over and over again? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's like in my fucking blood to do it. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is it. That is what it is. Like he, you know, I love his heart. He's got an amazing heart. Right. But like he just, you know, it it is. You wouldn't have married him if he didn't have a good heart. Right. You know, he, of course he's, you know, he's, stands up for me right when i need him to but um you know it was just irritating that moment i'm just like do not make excuses for this bitch she's a bitch and let's leave it at that <laughs> that's fine I'll go up and give him some nippy he'll be fine <laughs> oh, make this podcast a porn why not <laughs> I, I rich and i talked about doing a podcast i think it'd be kind of cute an erotic podcast? No, hell no. Oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> I, I refer to my husband as a gay Republican. He is so like straight laced. He's very straight laced. Yeah, he's very much he's a gay Republican. He's not a Republican. He's a closeted gay Republican. He's just conservative. Yeah, he's, he's closeted. But a freak in the sheets. <laughs> he's married to you and has six kids. But yeah, he's closeted. He's closeted. His Republicanism is closeted. He's not. My husband is so like liberal and woke and like. He's a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, well, I think we've come to the end here. So is there anything that you want to say, Erin, as a as a going away? Although, like, please come back to our podcast. We loved having you. So, yeah, first, I would like to say thanks, guys, for having me. I love you guys so much. And every I've told them I told Tamu this, but I'll tell you, like, I have I have had to catch myself sometimes in the car because I will be answering like questions and talking back at you guys like I'm literally in the same room. So I love this podcast. So thank you for having me on. And the last thing I will say is that Black Lives Matter. And on that note, <laughs> wash your hands, wear a mask. We shut it down. Cheers. Okay. <laughs>